Welcome to another edition of the Boiler Basketball Show, 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. I am your host, Jared Jessalitis, and uh, my buddy Jeff Julik right across the console from me. We're going to spend the entire hour talking Boilermaker basketball and a good day to talk Boilermaker basketball coming off what was a, uh, a rather large win against uh, Truman State where uh, Purdue put up 102 points, 102 to 57, uh, the final in that one. Uh, Jeff, you were uh, in attendance for that one as well. Um, it just seemed like a great atmosphere. It seemed like this team came out and uh, gave you everything that you could have hoped for uh, with a team that is just, we talked about this last week, a lot of freshmen, a lot of redshirt freshmen that are going to be contributing here. So there's a lot of unknown. That raises the the, the stick that raises the ceiling there a little bit, doesn't it? Because you don't really know where to put the bar. You put the bar naturally low, and then you hope you get blown away. And uh, I mean, you kind of got blown away a little bit on Wednesday night. Yeah, you know, you come off that uh, impressive win against Cincinnati and that uh, secret scrimmage at Marion secret. College, and you know, two two nice performances by this team and. We all knew what we had with Zach Eady, and I, and I think Zach looks a little bit uh, looks a little bit quicker. I know he did a lot of footwork drills in the off season, and but you didn't know what you had at your at your guard position. And you know, Mattis put together a team that is fundamentally sound, and I, I think that's the reason you end up with four turnovers because this team values the basketball. And you know, it's good. This is going to be a really really fun team to watch because. Uh, it, the rotation is certainly not set at this point because some of the second team players played fantastic. So, yeah, this could be a fun team to see how Matt uh, whittles down his rotation come at the end of December like he usually does and uh, what this team can do against the challenges they face in the upcoming schedule. Here's here's my issue, and I, and I brought this up a little bit earlier, and I'm going to sound like a negative Nancy here for a second, but that's okay. <laughs> Last year... Um, I distinctly remember being in the studio on Monday after the St. Peter's loss, and, and I asked Brian Newbert about, you know, how did you, you know, what, what's that atmosphere like right after the game? What, what's, what are they like after the loss? And he said he thought maybe there was a little bit of a sense of relief because of the pressure that was on them last year, the number one ranking, and then we remember what happened like after the Rutgers loss and a couple of the other losses where the fan base just went nuclear and there, there, there was a lot out there. And, and maybe basketball wasn't as fun as it should be for a group of uh, college kids. I, I want to temper the expectations here because you're supposed to be Truman State, right? Now, I, I thought maybe like a 30-point win was going to do it. Now we're talking almost 50 points. I-, I am impressed by that. Don't get me wrong. But Truman State is not going to expose your flaws. They they don't have the personnel to do that kind of thing. Whatever those flaws might be, there will be a team, and it will come probably sooner rather than later, that will have the, the coaching and the talent to be able to expose weaknesses in, in Purdue's armor here, and it will not look good. And so what I want to do is I, I just want to say, listen, it's a great win. I think you should be excited about it. That That's great, but pump the brakes here. Let's not sh- start shouting rank us cowards or anything like that. I-, I think you have to be patient. You've got the good here, but there is going to be bad that's going to be coming up uh, sooner rather than later that's just going to show us what Purdue can't do. The real thing, I think, going forward is when that does happen, how do they adjust and how do they handle that? That's really what I'm looking forward here to. 50-point win's nice. Don't get me wrong against Truman State. You did a little. You didn't play with your food. You did a little bit better than I thought you would there. But uh, there will be a downswing here. I just think as fans, take it easy. Don't fly too high here. Let's see what this team really is because we still don't know what this team is yet. 
Yeah, and, and that's a great point, Jared. And, and you see that in, in how Matt put the schedule together because, you know, he wants to get some confidence to these young players because, you know, confidence is the most important thing you can have in sports. But, you know, there's a reason Michigan State plays that brutal schedule that they play every year to start out the season because, you know, Izzo wants his players to be exposed, so there's things to work on. So, yeah, they're going to face adversity. And But one thing you got to remember about this team, when you look how this team is constructed – they have all you. They are all used to winning. You got Mister Basketballs and runner-ups to Mister Basketballs. And we teams. don't recruit losers. And who's recruiting I'm losers? I'm not saying we recruit losers, but you recruit players that maybe have not had the success that this these kids have. You know, not only have they won Mister Basketball, but some of them have won state titles. And so you've got a group of of kids that know how to win. And when you get a a, a, ki- a group of kids that know how to win with an outstanding coaching staff like the Boilermakers have, you have a wonderful foundation to build. So this team's going to be so much fun to watch. And you're right, there's going to be times when, you know, who knows, Marquette or somebody like that, you know, beats you and you didn't think you would lose to that team. But that's okay because they're going to be able to build upon that and improve upon that. So, yeah, good point. But, uh, you know, obviously a nice start. And uh, we'll see how it goes against this opener against Milwaukee on, uh, what, Tuesday night. Yeah, and there's a lot to like here, what you did. Uh, For me, it's the turnover number, which was four. Uh, Did not give up any points off of those turnovers as well. That's the stat that's glaring to me. Yes, Trey Kaufman and Wren looked great shooting the uh, basketball there. That was great. Fletcher Lawyer had himself six uh, assists there. Uh, you know, Zach looks great and all that stuff. Mason kills. That all looks good. But it comes down to, um, you know, they just didn't turn the ball over, and it didn't cost them when they did do that. That is a stark contrast to last year's team, which did not, you know, value the basketball, it seemed like, on some possessions, and uh, they wasted opportunities to score in turning the ball over. This team did not do it. But again, I, I temper the expectations here just a little bit. It's Truman State. Yeah, they give Iowa uh, a little bit of ha- a little bit of trouble last week. I'll give them that. Yeah, you, you know. But at the same time, again, not the team that's built to kind of expose you or or push you in the same way. It's, it's an exhibition game. Duly noted. But I will say this: if you look at the history of Matt Painter at Purdue, there's always been an issue. You know, there were years where he didn't have a front line. There was a year where he couldn't shoot three points. Everybody's got issues. You know. But he's had issues, and every single time he's been able to correct that. And I think the fact that they turned the ball over as much as they did last year just really gnawed at him because he knows how important of taking care of the basketball is. And and so I think this team, when you look at all, and I think one of the big reasons is, is, is how smart these kids are. You know, he's got coaches' sons, and he's got players that have had tremendous amount of success. And you don't win Indiana Mr. Basketball by being a turnover machine. And and so he's got those kind of players, especially with Smith and, and Lawyer, that will take care of the basketball and get the ball to the right players. So I really, really expect this team to uh, cut down the turnovers compared to last year. I uh, See, I don't think that's what bothered him the most. I, I think what bothered him the most is the way they played defense last year. You know, you had all this talent on offense and stuff, and uh, a dynamic player in Jaden Ivey, and they could score. And then, um, you know, the hallmark, uh, that, that, that calling card for Purdue Painter teams of playing defense just seemed to be out the window at times uh, last season. I think if anything, he's going to harp on anything going forward. It's uh, the defensive side of the basketball. Yeah, and I think that might be the case, but sometimes you, you do have limitations on the defensive side, and we may have limitations with this basketball team. Uh, I think the limitations where you don't have the, with this team may be able to score the ball, and they looked really good at doing that the other night. And you know, there's times, and they, they did this last year, where you just have to outscore your opponent. And you know, obviously, Matt would like to have that shutdown defense that that he's used to having, and you see at Wisconsin over the years. Uh, 
this team will be better than last year, I think, defensively, but I'm not sure the, they will be a shutdown defense that uh, we saw uh, a few years ago. Yeah, you know where this team, if you want to nitpick here, you want to find a number that I didn't like? It was those transition points. Four points off of fast breaks. That was it. <laughs> just just four there. Maybe that is the limitation there, but that is something that you can... You know, you can overcome, you know, we're, we're, even the best teams were talking like, what, 16 points maybe yeah. in, in transition uh, a game here. But if you're getting, you know, 25, 30 second chance points, that, I feel like that's pretty good. 18 points off turnovers, 56 in the paint um, is really where the damage was done. Uh, there will be teams that match up better on the inside eventually here, but it and, was not you know, true. Speaking and, of and, matchup, and they took advantage of that. At Tuesday night, they go against seven foot one Moses Bowl who is the cousin of Manute Bowl, and he's also the cousin of Bowl The great, the great Indianapolis ice hockey player, exactly. Manute Bowl. <laughs> who uh, plays for the Denver Nuggets. So uh, a seven-foot-one, uh, 225-pound uh, center will take his uh, turn against uh, Zach Eady. That should be a well, interesting won't he, matchup. Won't he be having fun? He's like, hey, you're almost as tall as me. That's yeah. cute. <laughs> That's nice. It's kind of crazy to have somebody like that around. Uh, that'll be a good one. Hey, look, we got a great show lined up here for you today. Uh, Nate Barrett, the man with his finger on the pulse of Boilermaker Nation. Always love talking with Nate. Uh, he's going to join us a little bit later on in the show. Alan Carpick from GoldenBlack.com. Uh, he's going to be coming up next. We'll talk to him and see what he thought about this opener, too. Plus, you know, his uh, GoldenBlack.com has moved on to the uh, On3 network. So it's still GoldenBlack.com. It's just a whole new service. But you can take advantage of uh, a subscription there. For the uh, first week here, it's only a dollar for the year. One dollar. Heck of a deal. One dollar, Mortimer. One dollar. There you go. Uh, we'll take a break. Alan Garpick, he is coming up next from goldenblack.com here on uh, the Boiler Basketball Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. Welcome back. It is the Boiler Basketball Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. We're going to go over for the first time today to our Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Alan Garpick from goldenblack.com is our guest goldenblack.com on the new platform, the On3 platform, uh, and the website looks even better than ever. The website's still the same, goldenblack.com, but Alan, it, when with the move over and everything, that means you, you have to sign up and subscribe again, but you got a great deal going on for these folks. Tell me about it. Well, it is. it has been a transition, but it's been overwhelming, our response. I mean, uh, we've already had about as many people that sign up as we had subscribers on the on the old platform so that's a good thing it is a little more user-friendly situation and we're looking forward to that Silson was working some of the kinks out of it but uh, uh in the long run uh, we're very very excited about on three uh, all the top pub- publishers i should say in our business most of the top publishers uh, have joined the on three network that uh, from a former network and that's a that's a good thing so we've got the band back together i mean our compadres at michigan and notre dame uh, Florida State, Tennessee, uh, all uh, we used to be together in a, net, in a network, and now we're back together. That's that's all a good thing for us. We got friends in Tennessee. I, when did that happen? I thought uh, they were still. Yeah, you know that happens uh, from time to time. They're still. They're, we, we we like it when they're still fighting the battle. You know, Purdue, the last team to beat the Volunteers in football. That's still a pretty amazing thing. Yeah, we and do. Go ahead, Jeff. It's just a fantastic job by Alan and his staff to uh, segue that over, and uh, I do love the new site. I mean, uh, very excited to see it. And you can sign up for the first year, whole year. You're going to get Tom uh, and all of his in-depth stuff, 
Brian, all of his in-depth stuff, uh, Alan, it's all a dollar for the first year, which is crazy yeah. to me. I, I, don't, I don't understand how you can afford to do this. The price of a Mortimer bet. you know. Exactly. I mean, yeah. It's uh, yeah. just a dollar you can sign up. It's that uh, one-week-only special, so hurry up and get on it before it goes. Like I said, you get that great stuff from Tom. You get the great stuff from Alan, Brian. Sometimes you have to put up with Kyle Charters. It can't be perfect. Sorry. Uh, yeah. It pops up every now and then. Uh, we just can't seem to get rid of the guy, but uh, it's great content that you absolutely need if you're a Purdue fan. It's just a dollar for Pete Six. Come on, get involved with that. Goldenblack.com, it's going on now. All right, Alan, uh, let's get into this basketball season here. A win over Truman State, which, um, again, they were supposed to win that game, uh, but for me, coming out of it, knowing what that team was with as many, we talked about this last week, a lot of unknown you know, freshmen and, and redshirt freshmen that were going to be contributing. Uh, I thought they would win that game, but the margin they won that game uh, actually surprised me a little bit. I was pretty impressed with just how many points they were able to rack up. Well, 102 points is always uh, makes the crowd happy, and uh, you know I, I, I think it's a little it's hard to take a lot from that game, but I think the things that you take from it is produce uh, attention to detail, not turning the ball over. You know, Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer guys that you're going to become household names in Purdue basketball over time. Uh, though they didn't shoot the ball very well, uh, you know, did the job, I think, with, what, nine assists and two, two turnovers between them. But, you know, I, I like Purdue's second team uh, as well, at least as what we saw last, uh, you know, against Truman State on Wednesday night. This is a, you know, you've not many places in the country where you're going to have a Caleb Purse and a Trey Kaufman-Wren coming off the bench. So I don't think it's going to matter a lot who's, who's starting. I think this is a team that uh, – Still, and we haven't even talked about Zach Eady. This is a team that can can come at you from different ways, and and uh, yeah, it's going to have some ups and downs. But I always say about this team and is that it's fun to if you like basketball and you like having the story of a season and watching a team improve and get better with some bumps in the road. I think you're going to really like Purdue this year. And Alan, you know, through Brian's uh, preseason reports, we saw that that Trey Kaufman Wren was. Uh, dominating inside and boy we saw that the other night uh you know that red shirt season seemed to have uh, done that young man uh quite the service yeah and he's he's just a talent jeff he's got uh you know i, I know we and we and he did have a three i think against truman state but did most of his work inside guy that just has got a lot of skill um and is, is uh, i think in tune enough with himself that uh not many guys that is ranked as high as he was coming into Purdue with redshirt. I know he had some injuries and some other things last year, but that speaks volumes of what type of kid he is. Uh, again, I just really like the, the makeup of this team. I mean, we're not even talking about guys like Ethan Morton and guys that kind of just fit the, fit the role of really good team players. And when you say that, I'm not saying that they weren't that way last year. It was just a different dynamic. We, we're seeing what Jaden Ivey's doing in the NBA right now. Uh, I, you know, and Travion Williams, <laughs> guys that just made a huge, huge impact on a, a basketball team. It's just different this year. Uh, not as talented, but uh, they're going to they're going to uh, share the ball a little bit more just because uh, it's going to be necessary for Purdue to score the way it wants to. And with a second unit that looked as good as it did, Allen. Um, and I know, look, this is the first game. There's you. You made a great point, and I said it earlier here. You really got to temper the expectations because they're supposed to do this kind of stuff. To teams like Truman State, it will get tougher. Warts will get exposed eventually, and uh, the real test will be: can can they then uh, adjust to those flaws once they finally get there? Uh, but I, I gotta wonder, looking as good as they did, almost ten deep here. Matt Painter usually shortens up that bench come Christmas time here, but 
Uh, if he's going to do that, I, I'll envy him trying to figure out where these minutes go because, uh, as you said, I really thought that they went at least 10, 10 deep very solidly on Wednesday night. Yeah, and if you throw in Cam and Heidi, who knows what's going to happen there, but uh, uh, you've got the guys that can play. That, uh, that's a good problem to have. Uh, Brian Waddell certainly is one that uh, be interesting to see how much he gets. He's also impressive uh, and a guy that just kind of fits Purdue's system. So, yeah, it's Matt Painter. That's why he gets paid the big bucks, and uh, he's going to have to figure that out and, and get something that works. You know, I think this team will be tested in November. It's going to, it could, depending on if it can win the first game out in Portland, it could run into Gonzaga or, or run into Duke. Who knows? Uh, and obviously Marquette coming here on the 15th uh, uh, and Florida State, which I think is actually in December. Uh, you're going to have some good non-conference tests uh, that we'll find out a little bit more about this team. And coaches aren't stupid. They they scout, and they're going to figure out tendencies. They're going to figure out ways to, to deal with the uh, make-produce freshmen. And when you, it's rare that you have two freshmen that are going to play such a big role in the backcourt. They're going to make them uh, have to adjust. And that is going to be a storyline that you're going to watch is how well those guys do that. You have to love uh, both uh, Smith and Lawyer's uh, uh, basketball IQ and their, and their toughness. Uh, it just seems like they have it. And they don't get tested, certainly, in, in that first year. But uh, I like the way they start and where they come from and what they bring to the table. And, Alan, you know, throughout the uh, scrimmages and the uh, game against Cincinnati the other day and then the game the other night, Brandon Smith has uh, been incredible on the uh, on the rebounding side, and he yeah. had six rebounds the other night. I mean, what makes that young man such a uh, good rebounder? Well, I just think he's a basketball player. That's You know, I think it, and it sounds like a trite to – saying, but he just knows how to play. And so he gets himself in position. Uh, he's very quick to the basketball. He can get the, you know, he's got, the, he and Lewis Jackson might be the two quickest guys produced, and true points, really, that the, that Purdue's had under Matt Painter. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, he's just impressive. I just think he knows how to play. And I know when when Purdue first got a commitment from him outside of Brian Newbert, who's, uh, all the pundits, because all the pundits don't watch him play. And uh, Brian does that uh, in AAU and sees these guys. Uh, he, there was a, there was a, a, a yawn when Purdue got to Braden Smith, but uh, for guys that know basketball, I think Matt Painter really does. That makes a uh, you get a guy that really fits what you want to do and the kind of look that you want to have as a basketball team. Braden Smith is his type of, his type of player, that toughness, uh, and and yet he's young. But uh, I like everything he brings to the table. It's just going to be fun to watch his career unfold. And, and I believe uh, Brian was on the show, uh, on my regular show on uh, Wednesday, Alan. The phrase he used was, uh, Purdue felt like that they had just reached into the register, taken all the money, and walked out with nobody noticing. Like, that's how they felt about Braden Smith. Like, he was just such an absolute steal. Uh, but, uh, again, I still worry because I feel like we keep on heaping all this praise. You mentioned Lewis Jackson, which is a uh, – that, that's a huge comp right there, too. I, I just worry that uh, man, that's, we're putting a lot into a freshman right now. I'm not saying he's not any good, but, man, we just keep on up in the bar here, and I, I just – maybe he does live up to it. I, I don't know, but I, I just – I guess I'm, I'm panicking a little bit when it comes to him right now and the expectations. Well, and I think he's a kid that's pretty focused, and, and he's going to have ups and downs. And you, and you want to make sure he stays healthy because he obviously had some issues with that as well. Um, you know, I, I just I think it, when Matt Painter talks about him the way he did it with effusive praise, but I also don't think uh, when they look at the the day in day out practice, the 
they're not worried about too much about what everybody else is saying about it. They just seem to be uh, focused. But they're young, and uh, I think that's what's interesting. Another guy I thought also made some impression was David Jenkins Jr., the guy that just is a physical presence, uh, certainly has got some uh, age on him, but he can, he can as, as they say, score the basketball. So Purdue's got a nice blend, uh, and I think they have a chance to have a, have a really good year, an interesting year, and the one that I think will keep people in Mackey Arena interested throughout the course of the season. And Alan, the Jared Panikin, because we're putting too much stock in a freshman, is the exact reason he's not doing the Duke basketball show where uh, they live with four freshmen every year, it seems like. Yeah, I think Talent. <laughs> Talon... Those yeah. are different freshmen. Though. Let's be, no disrespect to Braden Smith. Uh, those tend to, That's like going down to Kentucky. Those are different kind of freshmen here. Well, they're I, not, I they're, true. They're not sleeping on it. They're not slept on at any point in there since probably like seventh grade for Pete's sake. Fifth grade. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there's a definitely a talent difference, but I do think that uh, I think that uh, Purdue's evaluation of talent and Matt Painter really sticking with guys that they can fill what he needs. And going all the way back to his two years where they had a hiccup and, and finished last in the Big Ten, one of those years, he's really vowed to get guys who can shoot the basketball, can do some things offensively. Now, can Purdue be good enough defensively? That's going to be a big question. And he Matt was pretty critical of the of his team's attention to detail defensively. That's because he lived through last year where they weren't as good as they needed to be. And that will always tell the tale, too, of just how good and how competitive Purdue will be. Is can, it, can it be really good defensively? And I think it's still very, very early. I know, you know there's no way you can look at the game against Truman State and say this is a, a team that uh, uh, has, has a personality defensively just yet. Alan Karpik of GoldenBlack.com. Again, hurry up, take advantage of that special. Why they still have it, $1 for the first year to get on that On3 network. Again, if uh, if you're new to Golden Black, if you've been a member before, you, you need this content as a Purdue fan. Just a dollar. Come on, you can get a dollar here, all right? And you get Brian, you get Alan, uh, you get Tom, and like I said, unfortunately, you will get some Kyle Charters. Can't do anything about that, but for a dollar... I mean, come on, you're not going to get better coverage anywhere. Uh, Alan Karpik, buddy, we always appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate uh, being on the show. Have a great rest of the show, guys. Welcome back. The Boiler Basketball Show rolls on. 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. Back to our Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline we go. Nate Barrett, the man with his finger on the pulse of Boilermaker Nation, joins us here. And judging by Twitter, uh, just after the uh, game on Wednesday, so Thursday morning, Nate, I would say that that pulse seems very, uh, very rabid right now. It is, uh, it's up there. Uh, people were very excited with the results of that one against Truman State on Wednesday night. Well, it was, uh, you know, a little choppy early with Truman State shooting the ball well, but uh, uh, the Boilers got her dialed in, and uh, I think a lot of people did come away. It's a good crowd, by the way. Really nice turnout. It's always good to see the enthusiasm for the program. My first chance to really watch uh, David Jenkins Jr. and how he plays, and uh, liked like that, like what I saw from him. And of course, uh, you know Zach was away a lot of the summer with Team Canada, so seeing him getting rolling, it was nice to see Brian Waddell get in there and hit one. And then Trey Kaufman ran is just uh, you know, in the, like Mason Gill is just going to be a great physical uh, player and, and just has that good basketball build. And then Caleb First did you know play a lot of the summer. So you know you're you're looking at a, a team that's it's going to keep gelling over these next few weeks. And we talked last week about some of the challenges that they'll have scheduling wise early on. But it's all good. I, I think uh, most people left Mackey the other night feeling real good about the the opportunity in front of this team and that they could be a surprise team in the Big Ten. 
And Nate, you know, when they started the game, you know, it looks similar to last year's uh, philosophy of trying to pound the ball low, and Zach looks so good and dominant against Truman State. But when they go to that second unit, it looks like a different team. I mean, you've got uh, Kaufman Wren and you've got uh, Caleb First, and that 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 four five combo looks uh, quite different and quite interesting. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's nice for them to you know you. There were times, you know, we've all watched basketball where you you would see a second unit, especially early in the season, and you're like, man, I don't like this. I don't like this combo at all. And and yeah, I think you're right, Jeff. I thought the other night I liked what I saw from that group when Edie comes out and and how they could work. And that, that's important because as the season grinds along, you know, and you've got to get him a breather here and there at, at that frame. Uh, you've got to be able to have an effective unit out there that can score the ball. And I think first is so versatile, you know, that that's certainly going to help them. But, uh, you know, it's it's going to be fun to watch who emerges for this team and, and who can become a, a deeper scoring threat than they were in the past. And, again, it's back to just this junior class, so much on their shoulders leadership-wise, uh, you know, and, and then looking ahead a little too way too early to next year. It's like yeah, this is their chance to, you know, work their way into that, that, that role because – you know the uh, the seniors are you know frequently are how it takes you. So this year it's that junior class that has to absolutely carry it. And it's also nice that Matt's you know with, with the red shirt of Berg. It's nice that he's uh, teams do well when they are able to stack a few red shirts into the mix. We're talking with Nate Barrett here on our uh, Hammerhead Hotline. Nate, a couple of numbers that really stood out to me uh, that seemed to be the most important was uh, the number four. That's the amount of turnovers Purdue had. And then zero, the amount of points scored by Truman stayed off of those turnovers. For a team that really struggled with the turnovers last season and not valuing those possessions, uh, it was refreshing to see them come out and uh, take care of the ball like they did. Yeah, it, it was, and I think you're right. That is probably the stat of the night from the other night uh, because that reverts back to a more traditional Matt Painter team approach. I think we all know, and, and Matt's good at reminding people of Glenn Robinson, the same thing. When you have a superstar player like you did last year, they're going to take shots, and there's going to be turnovers with that. That You had some with Glenn. You had some with Jaden Ivey. You had some with Carson Edwards. So when you've got somebody that special, you have to let them play through it. But at the same point, uh, you know Matt had some teams in there, a lot of those Dakota Mathias teams, where they just did not turn the ball over, and Matt had guys at those guard positions, especially that he could trust. And you know what, guys, in those tight games, you think back on last season, you know the, that was frequently the difference in a couple of those close ones was Purdue's ability to you know to get points per possession because that's the flip side of that turnover coin. Is Purdue's had years where they were the top of the Big Ten, nearly the top of the country uh, in the the points per possession, and when they do that. Uh, I think Matt knows those numbers better than anybody. But uh, when they don't waste possessions, and Brian Newbert talked about that in his rap videos for Golden Black all last season, was his his bugaboo with Purdue last year was I not convinced that they value possessions, and you know they had so many skilled players that they thought you know I'm sure they thought they could overcome it, but that starts to grind and work against you late in games for those possessions you blew early in the game. So if they can value those possessions as they go along this year, it'll go a long way in those grinder five-point or less Big Ten games at home and on the road. I'm just trying to get my mind around, uh, you know, Nate said those uh, Brian Newbert rap videos, and I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, I don't remember him rhyming at any point there. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, gosh, 
those rap like that's how slow I'm functioning here today. Uh, if, you, if you're if you're addicted to those rap videos the way I am, especially <laughs> especially like on a 9 p.m. tip when you can't sleep when you get home because you're too wound up. It, nothing's worse than a close Big Ten game on a 9 p.m. tip because it's 12:30, 1 o'clock, and you can't wind down. Well, I'd stay up and watch those rap videos. And man, Newber, if there was one drum he pounded last year. It was that they're not valuing possessions the way a typical Matt Painter team does. And, hey, Nate, to that point, I think one of the reasons that this team will be so good taking care of the basketball, I mean, you've got the last two-year Indiana Mr. Basketballs and both runner-ups, and you don't you don't get to that those accolades by turning over the basketball. And I think when you've got those four players who value the – value the basketball the way they do and you know Braden Smith is just going to be a dynamic point guard and you know I just think that that whole mentality has changed a lot when you have that kind of 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 players who are used to winning and taking care of the basketball yeah because it because the math of it which more painters he's just a genius at understanding the math of the game that that it starts to work against the opponent you know, it, it just grinds against them when it's tight and you've been taking care of the basketball and they haven't because in the, at the end of the day, you're just getting that, that extra five or six possession good looks. And when you're, you're patient, you don't, you got guards that aren't trying to rush things. You know, you take, you can take enough time and you, and you also wear that defense down a little bit. You know, it's, it's hard on your team when you're running back fast to stop a fast break because you turn the ball over. But when you don't do that, it, it just changes the whole fluidity of the game. Talking with Nate Barrett here on our Hammerhead Hotline, is there a specific player coming out of that game on Wednesday night you watch there, Nate, where you're like, man, this is the guy that I'm excited for. This, this is my guy this year. I, I, you know, Edie's the obvious one, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I, you know, to people always, one of the, I'll say this, one of the most debated guys, of course, early will be, Brandon Newman. How's Brandon Newman? Everybody's pulling for Brandon Newman. I think the the mood of the fan base is to pull for Newman to have a really good year. Newman. Uh, but Newman, yeah, well, that's part of the reason. We all want to be able to say that. <laughs> I get your Seinfeld fans. references, man. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I just love Mason Gillis, the way he plays. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see him And then I think there's uh, many others that think Caleb first will be uh, just an absolute just great big all big 10 player you know before long here and i believe that i i think that he can be really good for purdue and nate it was interesting some of matt's post-game comments he was uh not pleased with how they played defense and it's going to be interesting to watch matt this year because they look very very good on the offensive side but at the same time he's got such a young team that you don't want to uh you know, you, you want to make sure they stay hungry and they work on the things they need to work on. And, uh, you know, I, I just took that with a grain of salt the other night because I, I think that's uh, Matt playing mind games, which he should be with this young team. Yes, he should. I think that's right. And what what coach do you ever <laughs> hear just, just praising his team uh, <laughs> on a huge level of how they play defensively? Uh, not not quite as often. But, you know, I think Matt also likes good shots, you know, that, that – you know, Matt will do one-on-ones with that team and, and review their shot selection with them because bad shots lead to run-out, fast breaks the other way. They lead to bad things happening. But when you when you take good shots, uh, it helps your defense and it helps you set your defense. Uh, you know, you, even if you miss one, but, you know, you've taken a good shot, it gives you, your defense a chance to drop back and a lot of good things happen. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, there, let's face it, we all focused a lot on the offense of last year's team. 
But uh, if this team can move up defensively in what they do, uh, punctuated by uh, Edie, we, we're remiss if we don't talk about Edie just sending one into the 10th row on a shot block in the first half. Uh, boy, would love to see more of that in Big Ten play. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I, the uh, the student announcers did an incredible job for Big Ten Plus, but they said they sent it into the cheap seats, and I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, I buy seats. Those seats. aren't the cheap seats. Yeah, those aren't the cheap <laughs> seats. I don't know that there are any cheap seats left, exactly. <laughs> but they're definitely not in the 10th row. But I'll tell you one thing. If that person hadn't been paying attention, their Coke and popcorn was going to be smashed all over them because <laughs> that thing was coming in there like Raven Colvin sent it in there. Oh, well, look at that. I like the cross-sport references. Look at this guy, Mr. Purdue himself. Nate Barrett, the man with his finger on the pulse of Boilermaker Nation. Uh, don't forget him and Allen, by the way, the uh, post-game call-in show for football tomorrow, as long as uh, they don't get blown away uh, all the way up there in the uh, press box. Make sure you tune in after the football game and call into that show. Uh, they love to get take your calls, too, so uh, make sure you check that out. Nate, hey, it's always a fun time talking football with you on Fridays, man. We do appreciate it. Hey, appreciate it, guys. And, of course, Alan and I will be a little nervous because this is the first time we've been in a, a noon situation all year at Ross Age. So have a great weekend, and let's get a W with football. Welcome back to the Boiler Basketball Show, 101.7 The Hammer and 101.7TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Jesselitis. That is Jeff Julik over there. Uh, just a friendly public service announcement. We're having so much fun here. We're going to continue to take this uh, on the road up to Rochester here. Yes. At 6.30, uh, you'll hear uh, sectional final coverage between uh, Central Catholic and uh, the Rochester Zebras. I have to say Zebras because my daughter watches too much Peppa Pig. <laughs> and uh, there's, uh, was it Zoe Zebra? Is that what her? I don't know. It all runs together now. All right, so uh, this is the time on the show here. By the way, thank you to Nate. Thank you to Alan for being on with us. This is kind of where we like to uh, go through the schedule here and take a look at what's happening in the Big Ten this week. Nothing this weekend, quite on the basketball front. Everything picks up on Monday. Everybody is basically playing on Monday here. Let's go through these things. Uh, Michigan, 22nd ranked team in the country, 630 on BTN, will host the Dons, uh, Purdue-Fort Wayne. By the way, did you see that uniform reveal? I think the girls' team did the it's like nice script. It said the Dons on it. It looks they look sharp. Yeah, no longer I Indiana Purdue Fort Wayne. Purdue, I know we keep Fort on Wayne. switching all these things. There's yeah. like Purdue Northwest. There's uh, Purdue Fort. Like I can't. We're not in IUPUI anymore, even though they're still no. like PU, right? Kicked IU out of there. Yeah, well, you know what? That men's basketball team was so bad we can't be associated with it <laughs> That's anymore. Right. That's what was going on there. But Michigan gets uh, Purdue Fort Wayne. Uh, then uh, the very hyped 13th-ranked team in the country, the Indiana Hoosiers, will host Moorhead State uh, that game at 7 o'clock down there. And, well, you know exactly where it's at. It's Bloomington. They don't leave that thing till like, December. I tell you, Middle that's of true. December. And uh, the freshmen are looking good for the Hoosiers, so we'll see. Uh, look, uh... Look, let's, let's give them a little bit of credit. They will go out to uh, Kansas uh, this season, right? They, yep. do, they have that. They have North Carolina on the schedule as well, although that one is at home. Um who else they got out there? Arizona. I mean, they had had a layup non-conference. They didn't leave for, like, how long? I mean, they didn't leave until, like, January, it felt like most yeah, years. Yeah, it, it almost cost them an NCAA tournament birth. You know, uh, they Should've. they made a run, but uh, that week's schedule, you know, and it, it, the expectations are at an all-time high down there, and if they want to get to that, they've got to play some teams because that's what makes your team better come March if you're uh, tested early and often. I, I will say this. The, they they load up on like North Carolina. They have the Kansas, the Arizona, but then the other the other teams. There's like no middle ground here. They're either like ranked yeah. and really good, or it's <laughs> Jackson State 
Um, yeah. Or Bethune. So Bethune Cookman. Is it still Bethune Cookman? Are they shorting that to Bethune? I don't think it's just listed as Bethune. I know. That's like, I saw Bethune Cookman. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, we'll wait. Uh, look, I'm, I'll wait and see here. I think Indiana has some talent. Um, I, I think Woodson is a competent coach. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Last year he's trying to you remember. He said he's trying to figure out what a travel was because uh, they don't call that stuff in the NBA. Yeah. So you know that was a little bit puzzling there. Uh, he's got another year. Maybe feels a little bit more confident. We'll, we'll see what happens. Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, maybe for was this his ninth year or something like that that he's in here <laughs> ninth. Yeesh. Okay. Uh, Michigan State will host Northern Arizona. Nice little trip for uh, I, uh, them uh, to come Northern over here. Arizona. I didn't even know it existed, but uh, there it is. Uh, Columbia will travel to Rutgers. Uh, Winthrop at Penn State. I, I, I prefer know you're Billy, exci- I prefer Billy Ray, but okay. There it is. So. I knew that one was so another another uh, trading places. Another trading places <laughs> reference. That's two in one show. I don't know that we can. Uh, <laughs> To do that, but I, I know you're excited uh, about uh, watching Penn State this season, aren't you? Yeah, I am because you know they they had a uh, they had a really solid season last year. They were so close, and uh, the the job that coach is doing over there, I think you're going to see that Purdue uh, influence uh, really pay dividends over there. And um, I'm thinking that uh, Penn State's going to be a much better basketball team this year. Ohio State will kick off their season against Bobby Moe. That's uh, Robert Morris for you guys who aren't locals uh, out there. But uh, Bobby Moe coming on up to. Uh, uh, the Value City Arena in Columbus. Niagara will head out to uh, Maryland. Is Niagara any good? I feel like Niagara is that team that just shows up in the bracket in March, and you're like, you don't know much about it, but then somehow they find themselves in the Sweet 16. Yeah, you know, they've, they made a run before, so uh, they've got a solid basketball program. Uh, speaking of Bethune, Cookman, they are out at Iowa on Monday. That game's actually on ESPNU. Uh, the vaunted Chicago State squad, we all know how Ugh. great they are historically. Uh, they will go to Northwestern in a game that should be shot directly into the sun. Uh, Maine heads out to Nebraska, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. The rivalry renewed at 8.30 on BTN on Monday night. Uh, Illinois, 23rd-ranked team in the country, is playing on ESPNU. They will host Eastern Illinois, who is the and Harvard the, uh, of the directional Illinois schools. The as fighting we all know. Romos. Yeah, there we go. And then uh, Minnesota. Uh, who's just looked fantastic early on, let me tell you. Uh, they will host uh, Western Michigan. That is the Monday slate with, like I said, pretty much everybody playing. Yeah, and the Gophers may be the worst team in the conference this year. Tuesday, here's the good news. Purdue plays. And yes. it's at 6.30, and get this. You don't have to deal with your BTN+. Plus. You get it on the Big Ten Network, buddy. Nice. Congratulations, everybody. We did it, yes. Five-time coverage on election night. That would uh, be awesome. There is nothing worse than <laughs> Big Ten+, Plus and everybody on Twitter complaining about it, which they did uh, back there on Wednesday night. No basketball for you on Wednesday, or uh, but we do get into Thursday and everybody wants to fire it back up again. A doubleheader on BTN. That starts with Ohio State hosting Charleston Southern. Uh, and then you've got Sacred Hearts at Rutgers at 7 o'clock. Loyola of Maryland uh, is uh, going to be out at Penn State. Western Carolina. There's a Western Carolina. There's North Carolina. There's a South Carolina. There's a Western Carolina now. And an Eastern East Carolina. Yeah. I knew that one. I yeah. knew it was a Western one. They're going to be out at Maryland, though, in the Xfinity Center out there at College Park. Omaha will be in Nebraska. There you go. Uh, and a little-known fact, that's part of their university system, so uh, they're playing one of their branch campuses. Yeah, uh, and uh, probably a nice check to do so. And then Bethune-Cookman 
will take on 13th-ranked Indiana at 8.30. That's the second half of the doubleheader on BTN. So, uh, really, Jeff, when you take a look at it, uh, not a bad uh, slate of games. Uh, Friday's actually loaded up, too. I, I know we start talking about Maction and all that stuff and Friday Night Football, but uh, there's a full slate of Big Ten basketball next Friday night. The big one's on ESPN at 6.30. It's Michigan State at number two, Gonzaga. Wow. I think we're all pulling for Gonzaga on this one because we don't like Michigan State. And if anybody's going to knock off number two, Gonzaga is going to be Purdue. Yeah, that's right. That's save, right. Save them for us. Save them for us, man. They're going to play that one on an aircraft carrier, which I am so excited and about. They've done that before in the past. Why not? That's yeah. cool. That makes uh-huh. you want to tune in for these things. Who that's, doesn't want to yeah, see this? That's pretty cool. We need more fun games like that. As long as you don't get uh, wind conditions like we're expecting at Rossi tomorrow, you'll be fine with that. So. It never hurt Billy Hoyle. <laughs> All right. Sometimes that wind That's kicks right. out. We push it just, three to five just, inches a away. Exactly. Purdue gets uh, Austin P. Uh, St. Francis of Brooklyn. Uh, I missed that one in my Catholicism training uh, at Minnesota. <laughs> Seven o'clock on Fox Sports One. Wisconsin is going to host Stanford. Uh, Northern Illinois out at Northwestern. North Carolina A&T at Iowa. Eastern Michigan takes on Michigan on ESPNU next Friday night. Kansas City, which, as we know, resides in Kansas, uh, will head out to Illinois on Big Ten Network for the second game of that one. So, really, uh, a couple of really good uh, games posted up on uh, TV for us in the Big Ten next Friday night with Purdue starting out at 7 o'clock. And then, of course, uh, Wisconsin-Stanford should be a a fine matchup on Fox Sports 1 and uh, you got that great game on the aircraft carrier, Michigan State and Gonzaga. What do the locker rooms look like on the aircraft carrier, you think? I don't know, but uh, tell you what, that's a great uh, experience to be on an aircraft carrier. I had that privilege many years ago, and uh, boy, those things are huge. So Yeah, yeah I don't think you get the uh, really get the scope of just how big those things yeah, are, but absolutely. I, I think that's cool. I think it uh, it's a nice little treat for the uh, armed forces as well. It's, we, uh, uh, it's unique. We need some of these kitschy kind of games every once in a while. The NHL does a great job with those yep. outdoor games, don't they? And you see the hype that those things bring in. Uh, I'm glad they're doing this. We had the uh, privilege of performing Script Ohio on aircraft carrier for uh, the serviceman. That was quite the honor. So. That's pretty cool. Yep. See, they should do more of this. You should get games. We, we talked about this, I think, at one point. Get some games over like Rucker Park or something like that. Let's do, let's do some of the classic places. Uh, in in college basketball here, even if they don't really host things anymore, let's throw it back. I've always wanted to do a game at the Hoosiers gym, and I understand it's not the, the dimensions are too small. No, I get yep. it, uh-huh. but you know what? Let's wave it for for one game. Let's yeah. just play it anyway, exactly. right? Come on, we can have some fun here. It's college basketball. It's kids and being it kids. Be fun. It should be fun. So uh, I'm all for this. I know we can't get tickets to go sit on the aircraft carrier and watch it, but I still think it's a uh, I still think it's a pretty amazing uh, thing they're going to do. All right, uh, that's going to do it for us here on the Boiler Basketball Show. Again, we want to thank Alan Carpet from GoldenBlack.com. Hurry up and pick up that uh, $1 for the first year deal while you still can. Uh, and that's open to everybody, too, as they're on the On3 network now. It's still goldenblack.com, but you got to make sure you scoop that up. Just a dollar, Jeff. Just a dollar. And we got to get that van fired up. we got a trip up to Rochester. Yeah, we we're going to head up to Rochester tonight. And uh, starting at 630, we'll have a pregame 7 o'clock with the tip-off. It's Central Catholic. And uh, the Rochester Zebras and the winner gets themselves a sectional 
title. So we're going to see if CC can play in their fourth straight regional or not. That game, again, all that coverage coming up starting at 6.30 here on 1017 The Hammer. And don't forget, we stream it on 1017thehammer.com. Uh, that's going to do it for us on the Boiler Basketball Show. If uh, you want to go back and relive any of this, follow us on Twitter, follow the station on Facebook. It's there. We're also on Spotify, Audible, Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts. It's all there. We'll see you back here next week.